Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostest ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Sophia with an F. If you haven't yet, please subscribe. Just, you know what? Pamper yourself. Do it for yourself. I am recording from WTF Media Studios in New York. We are having a little late night recording right now. I am joined by Chad and JT. Chad and JT are fresh from the what is what is his show? Late, late night, with night with Seth, Seth Myers. Myers. I think mm-hmm. he he's a pretty big deal. He's pretty well known. He was super nice. He mm-hmm. was. We've done a couple things, and he was he he's one of the few who meets you beforehand. Which oh, put me at ease. I thought yeah. that was very generous of him. Yeah. That is. And then he was really nice out there. And then we got to meet the other person who went on before us was Bernie Sanders. So. He stepped on some of our material, but he was a nice guy. (laughs) The brief moments we met him. Was that intimidating knowing Bernie was going before you? No, for whatever reason it wasn't. I mean, I know he's like a political icon, but I feel like we're in different lanes. So I I wasn't... uh, no, it was kind of cool. I liked mm-hmm. that he was there. Yeah. I mean, you guys are political icons in your own right. You guys are so fucking hilarious. I've watched your Netflix show. I've listened to your podcast. And you do a lot of activism for mm-hmm. different causes. But it seems like there's one common thing with everything. And it's to amplify the stoke. Mm. Is that correct? Yeah, that's 100%. well put. Okay, thank you. Can you please explain what the stoke is? Do you want to fire it off? Yeah, we've had different working definitions for it. <laughs> I always find it easiest to connect it to experience. So for me, stoke is like in a car with your two best friends and your girlfriend going to get fish tacos. Okay. 
Yeah, just a feeling of elation, and you described it as abundance, mm. and uh, what was the other word you used? Optimism. An optimism. Okay. Um, and for me, if I were to put it in, in sort of an example, I'd say that feeling you get after you redline your Toyota Supra and shotgun a Monster Energy. What does it mean to redline? That's when you take the RPMs all the way to red. Okay, so that's when you go really fast in a car. Yeah, and uh, preferably <laughs> a burnout. And then I, you know, you do a, you shotgun a Monster Energy beforehand. Okay. So there's lots of smoke, and preferably in like the Mojave Desert, you know, so okay. it's not dangerous, and you're getting a tan. That's specific as fuck. Yeah. But, but overall, it's like a sense of well-being. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think it's like, uh, whatever your demons are, whatever you grapple with day to day, it's like a reprieve from that. Mm. It's like whatever psychological funhouse is playing with you, it just kind of disappears and you're just present in all the good offerings of the world. Wow. Yeah. And I think too, especially like uh, in recent years, it feels like the collective energy level mm. of just most people in the niche has been low. The niche. Yeah. And it, and so I think our, our whole drive is just to lift people back up. Because you get caught in the minutiae of, you know, the economy, right. taxes, yeah. you know, inflation. Who even knows what these things are, but they're bringing people down. Mm-hmm. You know, on the topic of mental health and how we're feeling as a society, you guys recently went on Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. And I do want to offer my condolences. You had a friend pass away. Our buddy Froder died. Right. And can we talk about that a little bit? He passed away due to too much stress. But if I were to quote you guys, it was he OD'd on the grind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So after he passed, we didn't know what had happened. He had a uh, anal rhythm, which is something that happens in your brain. <laughs> Where it explodes. Your brain explodes. And he, uh, <laughs> we were left with a lot of questions because we, we don't know how one of those things just comes about especially in a young healthy man right but then we did a deep dive into his instagram likes and it was all just like work all day posts got to be on your grind posts Mm. and it kind of gave us a roadmap of his brain and we're like dude he never partied it'd been like eight years since he partied since graduation Mm -hmm. and uh he was so uh committed and focused to to winning in his career that he forgot to let loose and and rage and rage you know, things like going to Vegas, Miami, Dubai. Yeah, he ended up... You missed Mykonos. I've never been. Where is that? It's the Jersey Shore now. It's a New Jersey Shore. Oh. It's in Greece somewhere. New Jersey Shore of Greece. Whoa. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Which sounds fantastic. Yeah. The Greek Shore. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah, and I think too, uh, you know, it's like we're like inundated with like the grind. You know, you have like Mark Wahlberg waking up at 2 a.m., mm. Gary V producing Gary Vanderpump producing tons of content um and then uh Dwayne Johnson just busting it on his elliptical and it's like the grind is important but you can grind yourself too hard and one thing is like we change the oil in our car but what about our domes you yeah know? and so it's like we came up with sort of a prescription for this to like you know release the valve and let the stress out which is trips to Vegas trips to Las Vegas Trips to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Just that's that's the answer. Yeah, just clear your hopper. Just yeah. get all that stress out on the dance floor, at the tables. Um, we went to Life is Beautiful Music Festival and we brought Froder's ashes. We had him, oh. we had the ashes crowd surf. Mm-hmm. We 
Did you spill them out on the crowd or was he in a container contained? He was pretty sealed up in there, but there was a moment where we met some cool frat guys and we're like, hey, we'll give you a handful of Froder to take back <laughs> For a to handful LSU. of Molly. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they sent us a video of them snorting them. <laughs> yeah, and we, um, you know, indulge in kind of what's naughty, you know, like eat lots of pretzel bites. Drink booze. It may seem counterintuitive, but doing Adderall in the bathroom can be good for you. Right. It's it's a way to let loose. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I'm a huge advocate for mental health on this show. And people always talk about yoga, Mm -hmm. therapy, getting enough sleep. Mm -hmm. And we we do all that. Okay. Yeah. I'm like super therapized. Right. But that's not the, I mean, if we're going to really like put it on a scale, it's the trips to Vegas. And you need balance. And my therapist encourages it. That's actually how I knew Gary was my guy. Because I was like, (laughs) Gary, what do I do about this stress I'm feeling? He's like, you got to go fucking rage in Vegas. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this guy gets it. Are you referencing Gary V? No, Gary Penn. Okay. I thought you were saying. I thought you were saying Gary V was your therapist. That would be pretty hilarious. You need to stop being a fucking bitch. (laughs) You need to focus up and you need to get out there and crush. Okay. (laughs) What are you even doing, JT? There's I'm a, like, imagine just saying Gary Vee's your therapist. Like, yeah, he posts videos every single day. I watch all of them. Like, I'm in therapy for yeah. sure. Has he talked about sadness before Gary Vee? Does he experience that or no? I think he has, but he'll only uh, talk about it for 0.2 seconds. And then it's... And as like a past tense experience, mm-hmm. right? He's yeah. Like, I was sad for like a moment. Yes. <laughs> 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. So this trips to Vegas thing, it's like, you can unwind and unwinding sometimes means fucking raging and going hard and getting mm-hmm. crazy, mm-hmm. which I, I agree with. I totally agree with that. I think some people would disagree with you guys and mm-hmm. say partying, alcohol, drugs could be bad for your mental health. What do you have to say to those people? Well, it's all part of the three B's, you know, balance, being there for your crew, <laughs> and blowing off steam blowing off steam balance is important you can't work too hard you can't play too hard you got to work hard and play hard find that middle ground you know there's people go to vegas too much you gotta look out for them be like hey you need to cool it yeah i think you may need to you know produce more content on social 
like Gary Vee would say, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but think about the people who aren't in Vegas, you know, uh, workaholics, yep. you know, homebodies, guys with families, like these are the people who need Vegas the most. Right. We also have a built in kind of precautionary uh, rip cord for people who are doing the Stoker Crow philosophy and that's called the cutoff principle. And that's when you're partying and you, you see someone look at you like this, you stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need you. Well, to people who are listening and they can't see, the eyes are basically shut. It's like when someone looks at you and they're just like, you're a mess. You you're to too stop. fucked up. You just bumped into me. I don't know. You get it together. When you get that look, <laughs> you have to have the wherewithal to be like, I'm going to stop there. Yeah. Okay. I fully support that. There's balance. It's not like, you balance. know, just go rage your face off and that's going to solve your problem. And that's why we also encourage people to do it because we're encouraging hedonism, which is the pursuit of pleasure, but it's not self pleasure. We mm. want people to do this with their crew. And I think your crew has to be responsible and mindful and keep an eye out for you. Okay. And how do you establish who your crew is? It's a good question. We're mm. kind of seeking that out right now, like trying to figure mm. out crew dynamics on a, a level where you, other people could apply it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. How do, how do you think you find your crew? Whoever you can connect with on the dance floor. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm like my buddy Zach, we were at, we were at the Zed show. Uh-huh. He'd be like 30 feet away and he'd just be like doing this. Okay. And I'd just like lock eyes with him. And I was like, you're part of my crew. Right. Uh, I think that's a good measurement i think that's a great one so for people because i get asked this question all the time for people uh who are having a hard time you know making friends or they move to a new city and they can't make friends go to go to the club Mm -hmm. yeah dance it yeah dance it dance it out yeah and find your and find your crew find your people and i I think with all those things too it's like if you're chasing it too hard it kind of evades you I, i talk about the unicorn parable which is like these dudes were chasing for a unicorn and they went into the forest and they're like, we got to find the unicorn. And they chopped down trees and they set traps. They ended up just burning the whole forest down. They never found the unicorn. And then one day someone went out there and just had a pretty picnic with a friend playing the ukulele and the unicorn walked right up to him. So I think you just got to create a a positive environment and Mm. feel good about yourself in it. And then your homies will approach. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Right. I think so. When you were talking about unicorn, do you mean a horse with the horn or do you mean... Is that what a unicorn is? Uh, it could be that or it could be the perfect person to bring into a threesome, right? Mm. Oh, is that are, what they call that? Yeah. Oh, yeah that's really? a yeah. tough one too. Yeah, that would that is a unicorn. I like yours. I like the second one. More. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the perfect person for a threesome because you can trust them. They're going to follow all of the rules. They're right. hot enough for both of you, but you're not intimidated. It's, it's just the perfect person to bring into the bedroom. They're not going to overdo it with the eye contact. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Or like post bust be like (laughs) too touchy. Exactly. Right. Like after you nut, let's say, let's say we're talking about a female unicorn. Okay. Right. After you nut, she understands that she's not going to, you know, sleep over and snuggle and you know, she's not going to lay her head on your chest. She's, she's out the door. Right. Yeah. That's a unicorn for some people. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know what a uni- unicorn is for you guys, but... Yeah, I think someone would probably like throw on wedding crashers and order takeout. And then once you finish <laughs> your orange chicken, it's like you okay. bow to each other. <laughs> you bow? I, I like yeah, that. I do, yeah. Yeah, make it like a sensei. <laughs> it's sign, like, like, a sign of respect. <laughs> respect. I do like <laughs> With that. With the open yeah. hand over the fist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, good. 
that's that's re- you know what that was really insightful thank you and, and i agree with that and you know what on the topic of sex you guys through your activism i have felt inspired and i would like to talk about something that i want to bring awareness to i feel very opposed to same-sex marriage wait you're opposed to gay people getting married I'm opposed to having the same type of sex forever and ever and ever once you get married. Oh, oh. dude, that was good. Because I was <laughs> like, but do you know what I'm saying? I was like, whoa, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck, man. Did you know this going yeah. in? Like, dude, come on, man. I just think missionary guy on top of girl for 10, 20 years, mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not fair. And that's not okay. Right. And I don't understand all of these people, you know, same-sex marriage, like, let's make it okay, let's make it legal. Wh- what the fuck? Why? Why would we? That's funny. That triggered me a little bit, because that is, like, my favorite kind of sex to have okay. is missionary. Mm. Um, and I'm very into it, but I probably should mix it up more. You've never mixed it up, ever? Sometimes, but I really do kind of... That's my, that's my lane. Uh-huh. What, it, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Chad? <laughs> I think um, if you're doing the same sex thing all the time, uh, <laughs> it's like, oh fuck, is that a clip? <laughs> no, <I'm just> yeah. <laughs> no, if you're if you're if you're doing if you're boning the same way every time, you know, yeah, maybe that's a sign that it's like things have gone. You know, I think it's a good sort of barometer for, uh, you know, you can try standing up. Mm. I, I, yeah, I think. Uh, I think you just got to keep exploring, keep exploring. Yeah. So we all agree. We're all opposed to same-sex marriage. And I think, yeah, <laughs> yeah. everyone here agrees. Great. Done. Boom. We can move on to the next thing. <laughs> okay, guys. So through your Netflix show, your podcast, fucking everything, just meeting you guys right now, you guys give off an air of absolute confidence. Oh, Big time. Oh, thank you. You walked in just schlong, dangling, just mm-hmm. big, big dick confidence energy vibes. Wow. I don't know if you guys have big dicks, and I'm not asking unless you want to share, but... No, we have small penises. Okay. Small. Well, Chad's average. Average Accor- and small. Oh, yeah. I haven't fully accepted that yet, but according to a bouncer... A um, bouncer? Yeah. At and a I see to his expertise... Uh, but we, we basically in the show, if you watch, we have a small dong nightclub where <clears throat> uh, small dongs skip the line, you know? Oh, okay. Um, and a bouncer, you know, measured mine and he's like, you're average. Okay. And uh, I was like, <laughs> measure again, chief. And he's like, no, it's average. <laughs> and um, what was the yeah. original point you were making though? Um, I think it's. It's where you get your confidence from and how you can help people with their confidence. Oh, oh for sure. But, yeah. <laughs> but you but you hate the fact that you have an average size dick, which I, I understand. I, I just think I, I let the small don community down. Okay. No, you didn't do that, man. Oh, thanks. It's not exclusionary. You're you're a hero for all of this. Thanks. No matter your dong. Okay. I told him that one time. I was like, look, small dong or porn star piece. I love you the same. Thank you. Well, you know what I think? I think if you have a small dong, that's how we refer to the penis, dong, right? (laughs) I think if you have a small dong and you can be confident as fuck knowing that you have a small dong, Mm -hmm. that's the sexiest, the most confident type of man you can be. 
Yeah, I think confidence is the key with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. It can make up for shortcomings or short penises. Right, right, absolutely. So do you guys have any advice for people who don't feel confident? Nothing in relation to their dick size. Mm -hmm. Just aside from that, this could be for women, for men. I'd say I I struggled with confidence when I was younger. And Mm -hmm. I was really, really shy. I think for me, it was just sort of, thrusting push putting myself in uncomfortable situations a lot first off i found something i love to do activism and i just went you know full throttle into that um and then through doing that we found ourselves in sort of uncomfortable situations like in front of a city council or like talking to you know politicians and stuff like that where it's like it just forced me to to break out of my shell right you know so only through really experience and also just reading, you know, things of like stoicism and stuff like that. Okay. It's just like helped me to find that place where I, now I feel comfortable in Got any it. situation. So putting yeah. yourself out there and reading books on stoicism. Yeah. Can you give me an example of one of those books? Ryan Holiday. Okay. Uh, Is he, that Robert Greene's friend? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He has books like uh, The Obstacle is the Way and mm. Ego is the Enemy. Okay. Um, which I, I've found great. Okay. Yeah. I find your answer so interesting, Chad, because mm-hmm. I did kind of stalk your, your Instagram mm-hmm. and you said kind of a surefire way to feel confident is to refer to yourself as daddy. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like the key. Yes. Do you still stand by that? Absolutely. Okay. I've been calling myself daddy for about five years now. Okay. And, uh, you know. Look where it's got you. I mean. I mean. You're living true. I am daddy. Yeah. And, and like, no one can deny it. Star, my, you know, my local baristas know it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, my parents know it. Yeah. You know, my parents call me daddy. Okay. Um, everyone calls me daddy now. Your dad calls you daddy. Yeah, I've heard them on the phone together. And when they say goodbye, Chad's like, say it. <laughs> and his dad's like say what he's like say it you know what to say and his dad actually has a pretty deep voice but his dad's octave will change and he'll go bye daddy yeah. <laughs> okay like, it was nice talking to you son and you say that to him mm-hmm. what about you jtd are you using the daddy thing i i if, with the confidence thing i agree i think patricide like dominating your father is kind of the key is flipping mm. that power dynamic if you can own your dad and make yeah. him subordinate and son it's They're- impossible not to have confidence after that so yeah. I'm perpetually looking for ways to punk my father and make him my bitch. And I think correcting people too. You know, you're at the DMV. Mm-hmm. You're at the doctor's office appointment. You know, they try to call you by your name. Right. And you're like, that's not my name. And you won't even allow them to do their tests or whatever they're going to do until they call you daddy. Okay. And I run tests on my doctor. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, hey, we're going to scan your stomach, see if you got like a kidney stone or a bug. And then I'm like, I'm going to scan your stomach. Yeah. And I flip it on them. And in that moment, when you flip a, like the power dynamic on a person of stature like right. that, again, you walk out of that room, doesn't matter the size of your dick. You're feeling good about yourself. You're 10 yeah. feet tall and bulletproof. Wow. Okay. So people who kind of have like that level of stature or are in that type of authoritative role, just flipping it around on them. I won't even tell you what I did to Bernie Sanders today. Did you tell him to call you daddy? I did. I said, nice to meet you, Senator Sanders. And he said, JT. And I said, it's daddy, son. Yeah, I went in for a handshake. 
he came in for the handshake. Mm. I went in too, but I juked him and I tapped his dude. <laughs> you tapped his what? His, his balls. His dude. Okay, so he went in for the handshake. You averted it. Averted it. Tapped his bell end. Did you backhand his balls Mm -hmm. or front tapped the balls? Underneath the balls? Um, uh, I just the front. And I was like, how's that for free college? Okay, got it. So you guys made Bernie Sanders your bitch today. Yeah, he knows who daddy is. Yeah. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, wider, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, so whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. Excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm -mm, mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set. You'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. 
That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. I used to refer to myself as daddy or mm-hmm. father, actually, right. in another life. Mm-hmm. Uh, looking back on it, I find it extremely cringe. Mm. And I don't like that about myself that I used to do that. Mm. But you know what? I think it's working for both of you guys, you know? Thank you. Thanks. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a, it could be a phase. Who knows? Yeah. It but it, but it's working it. out very well, it seems like. So far, yeah. Yeah, it's been great. Okay. I'm so glad we established that. Guys, if you are not feeling confident, I don't care if you're in the bedroom, at a job interview, daddy. Put daddy on your fucking resume and that's it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's on my resume. Oh, it is. It's on my CV. <laughs> yeah, I got pulled over one time and the cops like driver's license and I handed them a post-it note that said daddy. <laughs> and he drove off. And you didn't get a ticket, and you showed him who the fuck is boss. I gave him a ticket. I, on a second post-it note, yeah. you just wrote it. I just got, you're fired. Stop wasting my time. Yeah. <laughs> you're wasting taxpayer money. Yeah. Okay, guys, let's jump into these fucking questions. Um, I don't have that much time left with you, but these are fucking fantastic. Okay, question number one. Hey, Sophia, how do I pretend... To be a Republican, to get on somebody's boat. Should my friends and I start drinking at yacht clubs? How do we get the plug? Where is she writing from? Is she... You know what? I don't have that info because these are anonymous questions. That sounds like an Orange County question. Mm. Mm-hmm. I would like to know why you would need to seem like a Republican to get on a boat. Yeah, I might skip that part. And then if I was like in Newport Harbor and I was trying to get on a boat, I think I'd act stranded in the harbor. Ooh, great. Be on a paddleboard, break your paddle, Mm -hmm. and then be sitting out there and just kind of have your hands up. Yes. And then someone on a boat. Most people are nice. They want to bring more people onto their yacht parties. So just wait for someone to pass by and just kind of look marooned out there. And then hopefully someone offers you a lift. And then be good company once you get on the boat. Okay, that's that's genius. And if she needs some Republican jargon, they're all into real estate. So say things like, uh, sorry, I was busy. I was uh, working on an investment in an opportunity zone. And then I think we're going to do a 1031 exchange. Mm. Investment in an opportunity zone. That and, is some shit right there. Yeah, just learn a couple like real estate phrases. Mm-hmm. And then that... And then you're ready to go. You're on the fucking boat. You're through the door and then it's safe after that. That's absolutely genius. Act stranded. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. I like that a a lot, a lot. I mean, you just fucking killed it, daddy. Whoa, thank you. There you go. Okay, next (laughs) question. All right, next question. Hi, queen. I have a red flag debate. Do we think it's a red flag for a guy to own a vibrator? Like, is he just super sexually open and cares about a woman's pleasure? Or is he a fuck and that's his ex's vibrator that he doesn't clean properly? Mm. Well, no, it better not be his ex's vibrator. That's breaking some kind of rule. You can't use the same vibrator. Is it? I disagree. I I have to say I disagree. That you think it's... If you you got it, keep it. I think if it's, you know, like the rabbit, the magic wand, I mean, those Mm. can be pricey. And I think once you disinfect it, and I think there's kind of this period 
of time that needs to go in between. Like you couldn't mm-hmm. have just used it on a girl the night before. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah. yeah, it seems like a UTI or something. Yeah, so- something like that. But I think if there's enough time in between and the right sterilization of the toy, then I think it's okay. I think you have to spiritually cleanse it too. Like, yeah. you know, with, with crystals, if there's a full moon, you put them in the full moon to recharge them. Mm-hmm. You put the vibrator in the full moon and yeah. that'll, and then you sage it. And that'll clear it of any negative energy from past relationships. Right. And then you dump it in barbicide. Yeah, with like some photos of your ex and like a letter she wrote you or something. And you burn it around the vibrator. Yeah. Okay. So those those energies are purified from it. Yeah. I've never heard of a dude. I had one friend who owned vibrators. Really? And he was a weird guy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I feel like you want to be open to the vibrator, but having your own... I don't know. I guess that's more liberated than I am. I, I, I never thought about that. I'm, I'm happy if someone has one, but I've never been like, oh yeah, I brought my own. Hard, yeah, I brought my own hardware for you. I, I I have I have two, but that's because Trojan sent us a box of like mm-hmm. stuff. Are they yours that you use on yourself or for someone else? Uh, Depends. Well, well, Daddy doesn't need those for himself. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> you know daddy that's a, that's a fair point that daddy's gonna consider yeah um yeah. no but i i uh i but i did have them and i was entered a new relationship and she's like is this from pat i was like no i've never used them mm-hmm. they're just like trojan i've just been holding on to them yeah i've just been holding on that's to them. Right someone girl. gifted them to you rather than yeah so i'd say if, if they were gifted to him he's good to go if not sage it crystal yeah. put it out in the full moon um, and then, you know, disinfect it and then purge it of any negative energy. Mm-hmm. And I you think know, I probably was being too judgy. You want a vibrator? That's cool. You just like to throw it down. Yeah. I, I don't, do I thing, don't think man. it's a red flag. I don't no, think it's don't a think reason so to not date this guy. Right? No, no, no. no. He sounds like a good dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to go as far as say he's a good dude. I will I always say do that. I go too he, far in the other way. <laughs> yeah. I always overcorrect. <laughs> I think he's probably a freak, which isn't, mm. which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. He like he likes to have sex and he knows how and he's he's had a lot of it. Next question. <laughs> hey Sophia, straight male here that's into some ass play. I recently started dating a girl who I've grown to like a lot, but recently realized her strong conservative views. I recently brought up ass play as a joke to test the waters and she was absolutely disgusted about the joke and said it wasn't funny. I'm wondering how I can get her to be a little more open to dogging me without losing her. You're hot, by the way. It's a tough one, brother. I don't know. If, if someone's not inclined that way, mm-hmm. people are funny about like their sexual preferences. Like when they're, whatever their kinks are, are totally normal to them. And then someone else's kinks can be completely off-putting to them. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's tough for me because like, I don't think if a girl's not into eating ass, you can't, da- you can't flip the roll. It's hard to flip that. that switch. And then even if they're willing to do it, if they're not into it, yeah, does it feel that That's kind great? of a bummer mm-hmm. if she's down there and you're like, she's really suffering right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you can't, you can't, if you're, you're either into ass or you're not. Mm. That's what it is, that, right? Yeah. So that's a really tough... It's a tough one, brother. Interesting. You're either into ass or you're not. And I, there's no I, in between. I, th- I think so. Okay. I mean, maybe for some people that are open to it. 
I dated someone who was like, you shouldn't be afraid of like me putting a finger in your butt. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to be afraid. Let's try it. And then it just doesn't, it didn't work. It doesn't work for me. And yeah. then I gave it a good college try, but I'm like, why am I going to force this if it's not what my heart is telling me to do? Yeah. yeah. And maybe that wasn't very daddy of me, but mm-hmm. I know I, I tried it too. I, I, I gave it a sincere, I gave it the good college try. I could not. And it I wasn't for you. No, but I do like the other way. Okay. Of eating ass. <laughs> I'm mostly a, uh, vagina a vagina just guy the front. i like the front oh okay. I, I like you know pushing the envelope a little bit and but it's like more like teasing i'm not okay I've, I've never had anal sex and i'm actually not that interested in it okay but i'm very like uh supportive yeah if someone was like really into it and they were like try this i'd, I'd be down but i haven't really had any partners who were like hankering to do it so mm-hmm. it just hasn't come up a ton yeah so i think i think she should be if she's a good partner she should be willing to be like i'll give it a shot for you or at least or at least like entertain it without like even if she doesn't do it to like at least talk about it without judgment i think that is really really smart don't don't kink shame that that could be the worst thing you could do yeah don't make him feel bad for being into something that's not bad right it's just not you if he's like babe I i think you should try dogging me yeah, the dogging verbiage they used in this question kind of threw me for a loop. I mean, you guys are all with like the the vernacular that's cool. Mm-hmm. What does dogging mean to you? Does that mean a girl playing with your asshole? To me, it sounded like um, what's the thing with the, with the strap on pegging? 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 Yeah, because I don't know why why dogging would be eating ass you don't think you just imagine a dog like licking. oh oh dude that yeah. is true yeah yeah. because yeah, yeah. when i heard it i just pictured a dog like lapping something up well and how big of a deal do you think that is if he's like really into it but she's not mm. like how important should that be to yeah. him that she's willing to do that i guess that's I don't, I don't i don't think he should be able to put that much value on it if their sex is great besides that one little thing mm-hmm. then yeah know? that's the thing with any partner you're not going to get 10 out of 10 everything you want but like if they're cool and you love them and it's like Mm -hmm. 8 out of 10 I think you know you just you roll with that yeah or if the asking is that important what are you willing to give up you know right maybe like her personality not great but she's eating your ass all day and you don't even need to talk to her so it doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. you know you can give you can give things up to get the things you want but not everyone has to have every single thing yeah totally so he needs to assess his values where does ass rank yeah you should talk to his dad about it do you guys ask your dad or your mom for questions like this both both you sit them down together my parents are pretty freaky so they're uh yeah i feel very comfortable with both of them yeah how do you think your dad would respond in this situation uh, I think he would tell me to, uh, you know, focus on my career or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Chad, what about your parents? I think I'd go to my dad. You'd go to your dad? Yeah. Okay. We're all a little bit more kind of closed up, I think. I, I talked to my dad about sexual stuff one time. <laughs> and uh, S-E-X uh, yeah, one I was, time. Yeah, I was like, Dad... <laughs> It was like a, a one thing where I like hit myself. Okay. Down there. You hurt your penis. Hurt, or your more, balls. Yeah. That and, area. And, yeah. And I thought I wouldn't be able to get hard anymore mm. for like a period of three days. But it was just because I like hit myself down there. Mm. And I fell. That's scary. And so I called my dad about it. And he's like, and I'm like, yeah, it's like three fourths of the way, but not. 
<laughs> and he's like, I'm 76. I can't even get a boner. He's like, I take Viagra, you stupid fuck. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how these old dudes do it. I've taken Viagra before. I feel like shit the next day. It yeah. lowers your blood pressure. Like you get up too quick, your head's wobbly. Yeah. These old dudes are just a tougher generation. They never yeah. complain about it. They yeah, just yeah. keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So I mean, your dad I think that was great advice. Yeah, I think he, he was, yeah, he was just like, be grateful for what you have. Yeah. And uh and then it just I was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Why mm-hmm. am I crying to you about this? Yeah. Yeah. I so. I think that was really insightful from your dad. I didn't know Viagra I didn't know there was such a thing as a Viagra hangover, essentially. Yeah. I I've I've like when I was like single I would do it once in a while because I really wanted to like knock it out of the park and mm. it uh yeah, I like couldn't work out the next day because I was like fatigued from it. But right. why? But why would it need to work out the next day? No, like I couldn't like go to the gym. <laughs> okay. I would like fatigue too quickly. Okay, um, I see what you're saying. Yeah, which is it took too much audio. Yeah, I, I think it it does a kind of maybe I'm just sensitive to it, but it uh-huh. just worked my body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe we need to pay attention to like the milligrams or, you know, for sure. Maybe for take sure. half, half a pill next no, time. Yeah, I was doing a low dose, but still. Mm. Like, oh, that's very, very interesting. <laughs> so you'd feel good because you're like, oh, I did a good job of making love. But then you'd be like driving home. You're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. so you better time that shit out very well. then. Mm, yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, because if a girl cancels on the day and then she wants to see you the next night, you're fucked. That, yeah, yeah, that happened once or twice. And it was very frustrating. Oof, that yeah. is a cautionary tale yeah apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape it turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building and by guy i mean guys having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. Can you feel it, Sleuths? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage in my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in, which is Taste Salud. Say goodbye to the Sunday scaries with Taste Salud's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt honestly come Monday morning was better than 
any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taysalude religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salud knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized. I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you get to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and strawberry margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at Taysalude.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Taysalude. Okay, guys, this is our last question. I think we've covered a lot of ground. We have a lot, a lot. And I want to wrap it up with this. And this person wrote in and said, what would you do if you had a fear of people staring at you? I've had this fear for seven and a half years. How would you deal with that? I would. I mean, I think that goes back to Chad when you were talking about confidence and Mm -hmm. just you have to insert yourself in uncomfortable situations, right? Mm -hmm. And do it over and over and over. It's like exposure therapy. Mm -hmm. And uh, except this person's been doing it for seven and a half years and still has a phobia of it. They've been doing the exposure therapy? Well, they, I mean... They've been going outside and risking it. Yeah, they've left their house so people see them. I think they need to amp it up Mm. times 10. The underlying thing seems like maybe they have like some self-esteem issues, like they don't mm. want to be seen. And so I think you got to go contrary action, go the opposite way and just yeah. be like everywhere. Dad yeah. Is here. Yeah. Maybe be a, a nude model mm. for an art class and they, can, oh, yeah. and they can paint you and you have to just stand there naked for hours on end. And you got to be that still. Would, you got to be still for yeah. like seven hours. You can't move. That, yeah. would, that would eradicate it for sure. That's tough work. Yeah. I think that's really, really good. If if you're worried about something, it's go the extreme route. Yeah. I have a severe fear of heights. Mm. What do I need to do? Bungee jump. That's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I like that. I yeah. like that. That That's how you beat the universe down. Yeah. You just do the extreme, the complete opposite of whatever you're scared of. Totally. 100. I'm the- also scared of sleep and I have insomnia. So just oh, do don't really? ever, just don't ever sleep. Just stay awake mm. constantly. Is Why that what I should do? Sleep? I don't know. I think I just got in a really bad habit of staying up till four or five. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of lay in bed. And then the second the sun starts to come up, game over. You fall asleep. No. Oh. I'm like, the day is here. Let's right. get going. Do you put a lot of pressure on yourself? Like when you're in bed, are you like, fall asleep, fall asleep? Yes. Big time. 
big big time do you guys have problems sleep or no if like i have a, like a stressful day coming up i have a tough time going to sleep okay which is that same kind of anxiety yeah um which in that case i'll just if i'm feeling anxious about falling asleep i'll just be like who is daddy i'm daddy and i fall asleep <laughs> right um right it's that daddy mantra yeah it's it's fucking good i'm gonna try that one tonight i don't think mommy has the same flair right i think i'm like mommy like you got this this is mama's bed mama words i I could see myself saying that yeah yeah i like to gender bend it a little bit Yeah. yeah like if i walked into like you know crowded whole foods i was like mama's here yeah i like that there's something empowering about it yeah 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 also, I was thinking, like, because you believe in God. Mm-hmm. So, like, when you pass away and your spirit transcends this. When you float up to him. Yeah, this, you know, corporeal existence. When you see God, what's going to be the first thing you say to God? Oof, that's a loaded question. What's going to be the first thing I say to God? Because I, I, I think, I, yeah. Who's daddy? Exactly. You guys are both saying that to God. And we're going to die at the exact same time. So we're just going to go up there and at the same (laughs) time say. We're going to look at each other, you know, Uh sort of like a let's do this. Who's daddy? Who's daddy? That is, you know what? That is just a fucking testament to how confident you guys are. Because, I mean, it's one thing to tell Bernie Sanders that shit. Yeah. To tell God. When you reach the gates of heaven, hell, where are you guys going? But we only got here through meditation and reading. (laughs) Okay. Can you imagine tapping God's dode? Whoa. <laughs> the celestial I, dick it, tap. It, well, if it's God, I assume God has both a dick and a pussy. Yeah. Mm. It's so, like the alien from Aliens. Right, yeah. It's phallic and vaginal. Right. Simultaneously. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Guys, what a note to end this episode on. That was fucking, (laughs) that's something to chew on after this episode is. This might be the weirdest podcast we've ever done. (laughs) I gotta say, this is probably the weirdest podcast we've ever done. That's what happens when you leave the Seth Meyers show and you touch Bernie Sanders' dode, and you're recording late at night. I mean, that's that's just like that's was the a recipe cocktail. for this type of episode. Yeah. Chad, JT, thank you so so much for coming on. Where can they find you guys? Where are you next? Um, so we're going on tour. You can see our tour dates at chadjt.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Chad goes deep on Instagram. You're uh, JT Par 14. Yeah, and Chad and JT go deep on YouTube, and Chad and JT go deep on Netflix. Okay, that's the big one. Check and then going out. deep with Chad and JT is the I, podcast. Yeah. Oh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and think then what's the TikTok? <laughs> Chad and JT. You guys got that TikTok? I don't believe it for some reason. Oh, we, we got it. Yeah. Chad and JT. Yeah. Okay. If anyone's confused, I would just Google Chad and JT go deep or something about being deep and, yeah. and you'll find them. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure out a way to streamline all these names yeah, yeah, so that yeah. they all kind of fit together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'll post, you know. I'll post oh, yeah. links so they can find you guys. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you. And you guys know where to find me, Sophia with an F, Franklin with a Y. And on TikTok, it's Sophia Franklin and the number zero. All right, Sloots, Chad, JT, you guys are fucking hilarious, amazing. And Sloots, I will talk to you next week. Bye.